Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Your host, Gregorio Leone, will have smart discussion with experts, thought leaders and friends on customer experience, transformation, innovation and leadership. I hope you will enjoy the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a big, big pleasure on the CX Goalkeeper podcast. I can talk, I can have a chat with Mark Hamel, the CEO of Arket Global. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hi, Greg. Great to be here. Very well. Thanks. Thank you very much for joining this discussion. I am really thrilled that you will share some insights also from the other side about all these awards, because there are quite a lot of awards on the market, in, in particular in the customer experience world. And I'm really happy to start this discussion with you. But before we start speaking about awards, um, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Mark Hamill, CEO of Arquette Global. I'm originally from Belfast, Northern Ireland, but I've lived abroad for many years. So I've lived in, um, in England, Scotland, in the Middle East, in, in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and then also currently living in Hungary, um, where my wife is from. So just over the Austrian border. Thank you, Mark. And perhaps also to understand a bit better where you are coming from, how were you able to start working in the customer experience uh, field? It's a good question, and I have to say that my entire career has been in customer experience in one form or another. So um, as soon as I graduated from university, so many years ago now, I, I worked for a customer service consultancy in Dubai. So as soon as I left university in the UK, got this great opportunity to work in Dubai, and, and it was very much about measurement, so mystery shopping, customer satisfaction surveys, they did training, mainly, let's say, customer service training. So it wasn't quite at the stage where we were all talking about customer experience, of course, but it was part of it. Um, and then also did consultancy. Uh, they had standards on, on, the, uh, on, on customer service. So that was my starting point, was, was really sales in that realm. Um, and then as time went on, I, I learned more about the, the products themselves, started to do a bit of the the um, delivery of programs, whether it be consultancy, some training, um, and then got involved with marketing. So that's, I got a real breadth of knowledge when it came to customer experience. Um, and then off the back of that, we started running events. So we ran the, uh, I think it was UAE Customer Service Week. So, and it was always on the same day as what we're familiar with now as CX Day. So it was, it was always on that day or that week as well. Um, and then, Part of that was awards. So that's how I got into awards as well and, and realized that that was an important part of customer experience. And um, then had an opportunity to work with a, a gentleman from the UK in Dubai. We had a, a company which ran many different types of awards, not just customer experience awards um, for, for five years. And then left that company and set up Arquette Global, um, which is the, the, the awards that we run today are through that company. And it wasn't just about the awards aspect of it, but also how we can help connect people within our network. So um, whether that be supporting them by finding specialists that can help them on their transformation journey uh, with, with training and also people and culture. So it's, it's a bit more, let's say, rounded than, um, than what I was previously doing uh, in my previous company. But um, primarily it's about connecting people with information and, and helping them on their journey to improve. 
Thank you very much, Mark. And uh, Arcade Global is very well known in the awards field, but it's not only about awards. Could you please explain a bit where the name is coming from and what are you really doing at Arcade Global? Yes, uh, that's a good question. So Arcade Global, although we're doing a bit more than what the original name suggests, but Arcade means awards, recognition, consultancy, events, and training. So although we are known for awards, let's say the public awards in particular, um, we run internal awards for companies. So let's say uh, challenges for their staff for innovation or just for general engagement to get good ideas from their, from their employees. And we do, as I said, uh, match up specialists with companies that are on their journey to transformation. And uh, in particular, culture is a big part of that at the moment. And everything that we've seen in the last year or so, I think is moving towards people and culture and how, how you keep people happy within the company and, and how that impacts your customers. Um, but then the talent management piece that we have as well, we do have a technology and suite of services that can support companies to better understand their teams that they already have, but also for recruitment purposes as well. So um, quite a broad range, but everything kind of fits in with that, let's say transformation and, and people and culture. That apart from the awards, please. Thank you, Mark. And I, I think this is exactly the question I would like to ask, elaborating on what you're saying. Transformation, cultural change, customer centricity. Uh, it's, uh, it's something that a lot of people discuss about, but it's, mm -hmm. it's artwork. And, uh, and uh, you have also in your company name, the recognition piece that for me really stand out you had also quite a lot of uh, of workshops discussions keynotes uh, speaks speeches about about recognition why does it make sense to participate to such awards that you are offering well i would suppose the the thing that makes our recognition services or awards programs whatever way you want to call them uh, quite different is that it really does showcase what they are doing and so instead of, let's say, a traditional program, which is quite simply, a, a, let's say, an entry form, and then no one gets their eyes on that to see what they're actually doing. And ours are quite different. So every company that participates, and you've seen it yourself, Greg, it's like they are, they are in the public eye. So they are not just sitting at their desk writing an entry form, and then you never see anything about them. They're really putting forward their case. They're filming a video. And not only the panel of judges, but other delegates that are attending the events, they can watch those presentations. So it's not just about recognition for the company, but for them on a personal basis. So I think it's something quite different. And, and also the feedback, like again, Greg, you know, you, you write your comments or questions when, when you're scoring and that does get relayed to them. So they're able to use that and learn from that and go forward. So it's not just, the, the recognition because I think when you think recognition you almost think about winning only I think we're all guilty of that when you think recognition is just about the winning but the way that we've got things set up it's it's very much about being part of that journey and trying to learn and improve all the time whether you win or not so that's that's something I think that's really important when it comes to the customer experience as well and especially um which I'm sure many of your uh you, the people that presented on your show before have talked about like return on investment, for example. If, if, you, uh, if, if you win a, an award at, a, at an international event and show that to your boss or to your leadership or whoever it may be, I think that 
does certainly add to the, uh, let's say, the armor that you have in building your case. So th I think it's an important part of that as well. Uh, well, what you're saying, it it's totally makes sense and also fully transparent. I am judge at uh, Arcade Global events and I don't need to pay to participate. And um, I see that the level is increasing and increasing because the, the entrants and the entries are really high qualitative and um, are also globally. It means uh, come from all around the world and also for us judges, it, it's, it's really interesting to see what's happening around the world and, uh, and how uh, different companies are tackling this transformation. But also to, to make that understandable for, for the audience, um, you can choose one event, perhaps the, the upcoming events. How is the process to participate, to apply? And at the end, how many people does participate to such big events? Yeah, good question. So the next one that's available to enter now is the, the Customer Centricity World Series. So that's, um, as you might guess, available for companies from all over the world to participate. Last year, we had um, over 400 attendees. Uh, 300 companies applied but only around 150, I think it was in the end, that went through the shortlisting process. And the, the process for the whole um, entry phase is simply register on the website for free. They would receive an entry form from our team and, and then fill the entry form in, submit that. And if your company is successfully shortlisted, then you'd be invited to do the video presentation on the same case study or case studies, depending on how many categories. And at that point as well, you'd be invited to, um, to, to pay the $1,000, which is quite some big tickets for the event. Uh, the trophy, if you win your benchmark feedback report with all the comments from judges like Greg um, and many others from around the world. Um, so it's, it's all in one package, let's say. Um, and then the event takes place in May next year. Thank you, Mark. And uh, perhaps could you also bit explain how is the, the selection process or the judging process? And um, because you are also sharing on your webpage that it's extremely transparent. Here we are not speaking about an event. Please pay us uh, so much and you will get the gold award. Yeah. If you subscribe our yearly fees, then you will get uh, the silver and the, and the diamond yeah. award. But it's, it's, it's really about uh, um, a process, structured process that's transparent. And uh, yes, you mentioned me as one of the judges. Rosaria Cirillo, for example, is also an often judge. At, mm -hmm. at, at your events, it means you are also investing quite a lot of time finding the right judge. Could you please share a bit the process? Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, we, we try and look, look for experienced judges only. I know that sounds obvious, but people that have industry experience or are very well-known customer experience professionals. One thing I would say, for example, for our European awards, we're very, very careful to try and get representation from all countries. And um, so we, I think we achieved it. Our goal was to have uh, representation from every European country with over 2 million people population. And I think we managed to achieve that this year. Unfortunately, that rules out my country, Northern Ireland, but um, <laughs> it's, I think we did have a Northern Irish judge as well. But um, yeah, so we, that, that's one thing as well. So we're not just trying to go after, let's say, typical awards markets, um, which in Europe would usually mean UK and Ireland and maybe Netherlands. Um, so we do have quite a good representation and then also uh, what they would what 
the scoring processes that quite simply they would look at a case study the case study that's submitted um, is looking at the planning phase so who was involved and um, why, why did you decide to do this then the implementation so again who was involved in that implementation phase how did you do it and then the results very important so that's a really simple uh, really simple criteria that builds a case study um, which could be used for them even internally when they're trying to describe what their what their projects they've been working on as well so and then the video that they would submit would be based on the same criteria it's just really bringing that entry to life and um, so that's pretty much the process and then again one thing i missed is going back to the, the judge uh, recruitment is we do try and have a mix of in company so let's say practitioners consultants and then technology providers so we are quite careful with that and to make sure that we do have a, a reasonable split so it's not just let's say just consultants or just practitioners or just technology providers that are on every panel thank you mark and i think this is shows pretty well the complexity around creating organizing and running such events we are not speaking yet about uh, hybrid events digital or physical events but for the next question i would like to speak with mark hamel the CX expert and not the CEO of Arcade Global, because I really want to give some value added to my audience. And I, if I ask this question, please, really, without naming any company, but your really your view on that. There are a lot of awards on the market. You can participate, let's say, on a weekly basis to different yeah. awards. How? Can you find out which which are the good awards that it makes sense to participate? Mm -hmm. What would you suggest to the audience? Well, I think if you're getting, uh, you hit the nail on the head earlier on. <laughs> you said, uh, you know, you, you apply for our gold um, pass and then you, you get your guaranteed win or whatever it is. Those ones where you're guaranteed to win. I mean, there's, there is a market for those, don't get me wrong, but it's a bit um, empty, I would say. So that those are the ones I would, I would run away from. You'll laugh because this it's just ridiculous but um we won the best events company in northern ireland when we three months after we set up and before we even had an event to give you an example so <laughs> i was <bad>. contacted <laughs> exactly it was quite the achievement that might have been a crystal ball moment i'm not sure but um yeah they reached out to me and i was like I'd, we don't deserve this award we haven't had an event and they were like no 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 just just take it it's fine but it's not fine <laughs> we don't want it and then about two or three days later, I received this like banner saying Arcade Global, best events company in Northern Ireland. So things like that. I think it's just a case of if they're not willing to offer transparency. And then also one thing I've seen from awards, which um, you know, friends, family, colleagues, they've been involved in where they've judged. Um, and obviously it's not going to be fair on them or the finalists is when there's, let's say, a grand jury of let's say five to ten judges but you know there's hundreds of entries there's no way anyone that's a busy person would have the time to read all of those or do them justice so i think that's something and it might not seem that obvious they might be trying to do it right and trying to get this really really good panel of judges but let's be honest there's no way that i i personally i'm sure you greg like you wouldn't want to read hundreds of entries and um, it's not possible really 
not to do it justice anyway you couldn't spend enough time so that's one thing i would say which isn't usually as obvious but that's something to look out for and um, because then when i see that i know it's not going to be a fair process no I, I fully agree with you and with hundreds of hundreds of entries then it, it would be a full-time job for several months exactly, <laughs> therefore yeah. you need also enough time to to prepare for that but what, what you're sharing i think it, it's make totally sense and now please take back your head as a ceo <laughs> of arcade global and now the question is also arcade global what does arcade global do better than than other competitors Good question. Um, I think the thing that's at the very center of what we do, which we haven't really discussed it because it's not really a product, but it's our ability to build communities. Uh, we give away huge amount of content and that content is on the basis of the amazing content that we receive through our awards. So all of the case studies we receive are available for free for anyone to go and watch, which is on our experience portal, as we call it. Um, but also the webinars that, that we run. Uh, Greg, you've been involved in those before. And um, they're all free to access. We have three to five of those available. Through, like next week, we've got one for Europe. We've got one for Middle East and Africa. And then we've got one for the Americas. And um, we, we get a panel of experts there. It's very open discussions. And it really does help a lot of people in terms of getting difficult questions answered, problems they're facing. Um, and that community continues to grow. So I think that the community is our, let's say, critical mass of what we do really well. Um, and the team that we have at Arcade Global have become specialists in doing that, like keeping people informed and offering them free content that can really help them in their business. And then I would say that's the thing that we do that's quite different. As you are explaining that, and we had also that in the pre-discussion, uh, it looks like that you have... Uh, a lot of people working at Arcade Global. How many people <laughs> are working with you, for you, including yourself? <laughs> It's a good question. So we have, um, we have six full-time employees and then we have um, a board of directors, which, which is two people. Um, so a chairman and a non-executive director. And then we also have uh, a specialist that works with us. He is part of our company, but very... Uh, autonomous let's say uh, based out of Dubai so that's it's a small team really but only until um, two months ago there were only four of us day to day so it was uh, yeah we, we look much bigger than we really are but we were very very productive I'd like to think so anyway. Uh, it, it totally makes sense and um, I think COVID added quite a lot of complexity also in the, in the organization because now awards are uh, run um, not physical anymore but yeah. it's hybrid and perhaps what's your your view on on the future of awards now really speaking about hybrid in person or digital what's your view on that i think well, certainly any of the conversations i have is people are saying they want to go back to physical events but i don't see anyone really doing it so much um I, th I think it will come back eventually, but there's still too many layers of complexity with um, whether that be uh, companies not allowing their staff to go and you know, company policies, let's say, uh, or even if it's, if it's not company policies and not allow them to go, they're not willing to pay for their staff to go to physical events. Um, you've got people that don't really want to travel. You've got people that are just too scared to go to events in general. So if you peel back every layer of that onion, 
what percent is left I, i'm not so sure so the the thing i see is more local events personally um and then any of the international events will be much smaller in scale um but i don't see how as the events industry or that traditional events industry which is like let's say the big exhibitions trade shows i'm not really sure how they would commercialize that so much because almost your costs are going to be pretty similar um if you're to put on the same sort of level of show but yeah you'll have a lot less people there so the pricing will probably go up quite a bit for those type of events for us we're looking at we're quite lucky i suppose because we've got such an well we should be a nice audience cx professionals and so i think we can almost get away with more informal and look more local events and that's that's the way i kind of see it for a lot of events companies out there like that trying to make it more about the just reconnecting with people so that, that's where i see it and then of course and the virtual elements still remaining so if there's content being provided from someone overseas or and i say that's the core thread running through the program and then anything either side of that is the networking in person i think that's what we're going to see but i just not for the time being i don't see big events and people that we speak to they're they're saying they would love to do the the in person event but is what or is anyone willing to pay i don't think so i don't think it's like the companies are willing to pay let's say just yet uh, it totally makes sense and if we speak in uh, in the the customer experience language it's also about convenience because let's say today i can participate or i can speak with you and you're far far away and tomorrow and somewhere i can be somewhere else and yeah. with all the traveling it's 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 really um the trade off between uh, networking the real network meeting people in person compared to the convenience of sitting at home doing what uh, what we are doing and also having the opportunity to participate to to such events absolutely that's 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 really great we spoke a bit about the future it's digital physical a bit of both what's your view in future around these awards because we see that uh, they're popping up a lot of additional awards mm -hmm. are we going into the direction of that uh, consolidation that at some point in time there will be defined events that are really the important one or what what do you see? because i am also seeing you are mentioning that uh, that uh, your awards are growing and for sure it's, it's totally makes sense and it's important yeah. but at the end there are not thousand or millions of companies that are best in class in customer experience mm -hmm. what's your view on the future of customer experience awards well the let's say the most straightforward answer isn't just about customer experience awards but awards in general and there is absolutely zero loyalty in awards from what i've seen it is not like your mobile phone provider where you get a contract and then that's it it's not like that it is companies who win awards enter awards and enter awards and enter awards it's very rare that you see let's say an airline every single one of them has iada skytrax blah 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 whatever industry awards after it so in in theory in a normal world or normal industry i would agree with you and consolidation would make a lot of sense but as i said probably 15 20 minutes ago you know it's very much there's very much a market for those awards those ones that you and i might not think are worth the paper they're written on or the crystal they're written on but it's um it's you know there's people just want to win so and they might enter 
our type of awards, the, like nice. the ones that are fair or we hope are fair. Um, so it's it's a strange industry, I would say. Uh, but what you definitely saw 100% was a lot of the physical events that were not really adding value. Um, that were They were pretty much wiped out when it came to, they, they didn't really, the way their process was, the way that they were set up, it was very much just, let's get a lot of people in for a dinner that we can charge them X thousand dollars for and give them a nice shiny trophy, have a few drinks and then uh, see you next year. That has been, that's gone. So there has been a consolidation, but there have been a lot of other ones popping up. Um, I've seen, but for us, like we, we collaborate with other awards. We collaborate with even the DAC um, customer experience awards, for example. So, and that is on the basis for, for Marcus and us, for example, is we know that we can add value to one another for from the companies that are involved. So um, it is a different industry in that sense. It it's really is almost zero loyalty. I'd say that there's zero loyalty in the sense that people are willing to shop around, but they do usually pick a favorite that they would stick with, but still very rare. It's just one per year. Really interesting and looking forward to see how the awards market will will develop. Um, also valuing your time, we're going to the last part of this discussion and I am asking always similar questions. The first one is, is there a book that you would suggest to the audience that you say it helped me during my career? Yes, absolutely. So the one that I read last year, which I think is um, around last summer, I think it was, which is really just boils down leadership in general, which has really helped me for, for me, myself, personal development, but also probably my team's experience um, is the dichotomy of leadership and um, from Jocko Willink and Lee Fabon. Um, and that's just really, it, it's really specific to their time when they were serving in Iraq. And um, I know that makes it sound like it's very much, you know, sort of, uh, let's say very, um, like one of the films you'd see about um, war, but it's really not. It's, it's just about how you treat people and um, that there are, when you're making difficult decisions, sometimes there's something that might be the right uh, path to go down might not be and um, how to be measured. And I think it's just something that everyone should read. It's, it's um, really simplifies things for, for anyone that reads it. Thank you, Mark. And if somebody would like to contact you, what's the best way? Uh, well, either on LinkedIn. Um, so I'm quite active on LinkedIn. So that's always um, someone like something I'll get back to people on. Or my email address is just quite simply mark at arquetteglobal.com. Arquette being A-R-C-E-T. Thank you very much. And if a company would like to apply to participate to an, to an, uh, to an award, what's the best way? Uh, best way is probably to reach out to my colleague Laura, which is Laura at arquetteglobal.com. But alternatively, as I mentioned, the next one that's coming up is the Customer Centricity World Series. Um, and that is customercentricityworldseries.com. Thank you very much. And the last question, <laughs> sorry for asking for many contact <laughs> that's details. That's the whole point of an interview, right? <laughs> uh, the, the, my, in my audience, there are also a lot of, a lot of uh, six professionals and perhaps some of them would like also to apply as a judge. Mm -hmm. Is there a process? Is there an opportunity? Or what's the best way to get some insight also as a, to apply as a judge? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, great question. So my colleague Jenny is the one that leads that. I'm sure, Greg, you've seen many emails from her in the past. Yes. Uh, so 
my, my colleague Jenny at architectglobal.com is, is the person in charge of the judge process and recruitment, everything A to Z, really. Um, so you can reach out to her or alternatively, if, if you would visit simply architectglobal.com and uh, fill in the form there, then one of us will get back to you for more details. But we're definitely recruiting, recruiting judges either for the World Series or for the European or North American Awards. Thank you very much, Mark. And I hope that Laura and Jenny will get some emails <laughs> <laughs> because it, it totally makes sense. And you explained pretty well why it makes sense to participate to awards, to get recognition, to have the opportunity to win and to share also great stories. And now I would like also to ask the last question to you. Uh, that's Mark Golden Nugget. It's something that we discuss or something new that you would leave to the audience. Yeah, well, for me, it's just the, the people and culture element. I think that everything that we see is that it's drilling down into people and culture being the most important thing right now. And there's a lot of questions that we're getting asked about this. We're seeing, I wouldn't say a flight from technical um, training in, in some ways. I think it's just given that people are returning to office and not returning to work, I think, but someone corrected. I saw someone correct someone on that last week uh, on a conference, but they're returning back to the office and um, given all the changes that have happened, I think that focusing on your people, uh, making sure that they're comfortable and, and happy in the role that they're doing or finding them a more appropriate role that um, they're better suited for is the thing that I can see over the next six months to a year is going to be the most important thing. And um, so the soft skills rather than just technical skills. So that's where I see the next six months to a year going. Thank you very much, Mark. And I'm not commenting your golden nugget because this was Mark golden nugget. <laughs> only thing that I can say is thank you very much, Mark, for your time. It was really a big pleasure to have you on the Six Goalkeeper podcast. Brilliant. No, thanks, Greg, and thanks for having me. It's been it's been a pleasure. And I hope also that the audience enjoyed the discussion as much as I did. I can only conclude saying thank you very much. Grazie mille. Arrivederci. Thanks, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it. Share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget. We are not in a B2B or B2C business. We are in a human-to-human -human environment. Thank you.